has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Tyler Cates. Is not available. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's Monday, January 31st. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley, it's episode 236. How's it going, Russ? It's going. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Monday, and it's almost not January anymore. Yeah, uh, for a few more hours. Don't know, January is a very busy time of year for me, and, and really everyone at SHI. So, you know, it's always a good time, but we also sort of look forward to it becoming February. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it being February. Fun fact, let's see. It's uh, January 31st, which means Fight Club rules are no longer what? intact. Yeah, so SHI has a new logo, and it was uh, it was a big deal to not reveal said logo. Okay. Um, before January 31st, so Fight Club rules were intact, meaning so we you moved were... away from the the lowercase SHI, sometimes seen as just like either monocolor, kind of either black and white or blue and white. There's like a red circle around it or something with a green dot over the eye. Or, or yeah, the the, uh, the circle. Yeah, the circle is what sort happened? of meant to be inclusive in coloring, okay. right? So it's like it's the sh- the way it works through the shades is like a mix of kind of like all the colors. So it's meant to be inclusive. Inclusive. In you sell all kinds of stuff across well the technology inclusive for inclusive people for technology for businesses. Just inclusive all around as okay. a whole. very Sweet. supportive of <gasps> all things i cheated i went to the website and then we have uh and then we have uh that the all uppercase shi uh in a more modern it's like a bluish gray tone yeah yeah um you know so uh it's you know we're, we're moving it up we are we are not known for doing a lot of marketing we just traditionally never have brand awareness isn't uh something like we don't we don't have uh for instance charles barkley doing any commercials for us <laughs> as an example i don't know anyone who does just ra- naming a random person. <laughs> uh, now you got me thinking your primary competitor that. <laughs> i'm not saying that they've used him i'm not saying that they don't but just saying that that's something the only thing that we've done recently is i don't know if people oh, know this um the so we're based our, our global headquarters is in new jersey and uh yeah. rutgers is is obviously based in New Jersey. And we get a lot of people. We also have a a headquarters in Austin. So we get a lot of graduates from University of Texas and Rutgers, you know, obviously that that kind of join uh, our company. And so Rutgers being the, you know, where we've been the longest in New Jersey, we have a ton of people in Rutgers, probably a lot to owe to the university. So we actually sponsor their stadium name. So we own the naming rights to uh, Rutgers Stadium, so it's actually called SHI oh, wow. Stadium for for Rutgers for their football team. So that that's the like the only major what? marketing thing that we've ever done is we bought the rights to that stadium for. Uh, I don't know if it's disclosable. I'll just say a significant sum of money. Um, uh, so. Yeah, sports. Yeah, it's the sports ball. It's a, it's sports ball. That's right. If only Tyler was here to explain to us what it could all really mean. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> New logo. Um, I've got some swag that I've had for a couple days, but I uh, wasn't allowed to wear it or post it on social media. But we're live now. We're rolling. Well, dude, this palette, uh, you're probably feeling the same, but it's got a 90s neon vibe to it, and I like it. Yeah. I'm going to say I like it. It reminds me of these uh, shorts that I had that I think were I think they were purple with like the yellow and pink and green neon lightning bolts or something on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, the vibe not, I get from the new I, I, 
I liked our old logo. I did. I never had any problem with it. And I don't know that there was any major issue with the old logo. I think it was just no. You want to update a, a brand campaign? It's like make a new logo, right? That's kind of a, yeah. that's a thing. But uh, <clears throat> I think this is one that because I'm so I'm not necessarily it, it, you know attached to the old one, but it's like I'm so used to it. I do think there's some like adjusting to the new one that I'm that I'm doing because I'm so used to seeing the old one and, and yeah. like I, said, I never disliked it. So it's like I'm kind of growing into the new one but I, I think they did a good job i mean it's clearly a modernized look versus the old one right you know it's been around yeah. since the 80s yeah the the shi logo <clears throat> that you guys came from definitely has that old 80s like compu corp kind of uh kind of feel to it which as so. you can imagine i am quite a fan of but right. i'm not i am not you know our uh vp of marketing and uh, you know i don't run that stuff we leave that to smarter people in uh in england to to do those kinds of things. So anyways, that's the news on the SHI front. Uh, do we have a yesterday's today in tech history thingy, my bobber today? We do. I was just trying to remember because I was trying to make the reference to, uh, to office space in a tech in a tech is the, uh, is the, the feel that I think kind of the, S the old SHI logo had. So there you go. But now I'm feeling like, you know, going roller skating with the new one. Dude, I heard that my uh, my niece and her friends go rollerblading or roller skating, like the roller rink, like every weekend right now. So, yeah, that made me very happy. That uh, dude, it's that's a cool thing. We've we've been doing it with our girls. Our girls love it. It's uh, nice. it's it's very fun. I look and I'm the best one things. in the family. So it's uh, there you you know, go. I feel real good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, well, congratulations. I guess to. The Bengals and the Rams, right? Didn't the Rams uh, yeah. win? Yeah. So, I feel question, like I'm, who, who are you going to pull for? <sighs> so, there's alumni for OU on both teams. I'm probably going to pull for the Bengals, though. Probably going to pull for the so Bengals. I, <clears throat> I, usually, I usually go after sort of a similar approach for Tech. It's like who played for Tech. And I, I haven't yeah. looked at the rosters closely to see who's, who's yeah. on what. We, we usually have like one player on, on almost every team. And uh, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull for Stafford for two reasons. Um, okay. One, he has less time than Burrow. Obviously, been in the league like right. 15 years or something. And two, he's from the Dallas area, so he's from here. And you know, it just seems like he's done his time. You know, yeah. spending all those years <laughs> in Detroit. So uh, I was I was happy for him. Um, you know, to pull it off. So I, I I honestly couldn't tell you who I think is going to win. Um, that's kind of been the issue with these playoffs the entire time. It's like there's not been one clear front, front runner, um, which has been awesome. But I, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm going to pull for Stafford. I think that's going to be you know I hope he gets it. I hope he pulls it off. Well, I don't know if you caught the fun stat that was dropped yesterday. Who are the only two quarterbacks that have won a college football national championship and a Super Bowl? Oh goodness, I'm going to go with I don't know. <laughs> Joe, you know to guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Namath and okay. Joe Montana. Really? So you have so to be named Joe just, to pull it off. Exactly. It's it's set. It's just set that Joe Burrow is going to win it. So Man. that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Dang it. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, it's hard for me to not root for him after I watched his team just absolutely demolish our team uh, a couple years ago when LSU played OU. Down in uh, where was it? Oh, it was in Atlanta. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. okay well, so I think I think we'll just we'll make we'll make a bet here. Um, if LA wins, Tyler does something for you. If since <laughs> wins, Tyler does something. 
for me or the other opposite way, whoever we're going for. It's the opposite of that. But you know what I mean? Whatever, whoever wins or loses, Tyler does something for the person um, who won. How about that? Show up to the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. we'll both ask for. There we go. We'll, we'll ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love uh, you. Okay. okay. Uh, so the reason I brought that up, um, today's yesterday in tech history. The very first Super Bowl in HD was on January 30th. Can you guess the year? Oh, man. HD? Huh? January 30th, 2007. 2000. What? Yep. Really? 2000. Really? Dude, I remember getting an. Uh, uh, now, granted, we were in college, Super so it's like, you know, what? I just remember being in college and like the only source of HD signal was like to get at the yeah. time, ironically, an HD DVD or a Blu ray. I mean, it was like almost, it was so rare to have an HD signal, even though we had bought an HD TV, I remember my dad trying to talk me out of it. He's like, you know, it will look like crap if you don't have an HD source. And I was like, who are you talking to here? Yep. And, and so that, that's, uh, that's surprising to me, but you know, right. good on us for making it in 2000. To be clear, 720p, right. Which classifies as HD. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is so, still yeah, a lot of it is broadcasting. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, that kind of surprised me. It was definitely a lot earlier than I thought. Uh, okay, Windows Vista released January 30th. Oh, Windows Vista released January 30th, 2006. Seven. Dang it. I was going to say seven, but I already said seven. So oh. I talked myself out of it and went with minus one. Well, no, that's a, that's a logical fallacy that uh, saying the other one wasn't 2000. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. I'm not going to try to coach you on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> random means that it's always random. Everything has an equal shot of landing and the laws of probability are thrown out the window. Tyler, you are not here to argue this with me. So get wrecked. <laughs> First computer virus was also written on January 30th. Really? Yeah. Richard Screnta writes the first PC virus code, which is 400 lines long and disguised as an Apple II boot program called Elk Cloner. 83. 82. Dude, you almost nailed that one. Dang it. Man, I I need to start going with the first number that pops in my head more often because 82 came to my mind and I was like, maybe it needs more time to Mm. um, mature. And uh, I was wrong. So anyways. That's what I got for you. Today's yesterday in tech history, folks. I think we need like music that leads into that, and then we need like uh, music uh, yeah, or something we need that's probably into the actual something. today's news where we like fast forward into what's going on right now. Mm, yeah, we need something. We'll have Tyler figure that out. Tyler, for us. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna put a lot on Tyler while he's. Out here. Uh, that's what happens in meetings, right? When you don't show up, you get all the assignments. Um, okay, what are we? What are we? What are we talking about today? Anything exciting you? I've got one. So here's sort of a, um, also a, a tech history one. On this day, in what year? January 28th, Apple hit 1.8 billion active devices. Oh, what? Okay, 1.8, 1.8 billion active devices. January 28th, what year? I'm going to say 2000. 
2011. 2022. You were close. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a current stat. Like that just fucking happened. But... And then I saw uh, going back, and know, I was like, one, no, one point eight billion closer. active devices. I mean, yeah, I was like eight, nine, ten, <clears throat> eleven. No, it's got to be closer to us. Whatever, fine. You got me. I'm a sucker. Oh. So it's it's an interesting thing to me, right? It's it, it's an impressive number to me, and this is the reason why it's impressive. If I think of other comparative stats, like oh, he's on vacation, he says. That's what he says. Sorry. He's always on vacation, so you know we're not um, we're not surprised by that. Uh, I think Windows runs on two billion ish devices. Like one point four of that is ten or eleven. The rest is random other versions. Probably a lot of XP still running, even though it shouldn't. Uh, I you know. Facebook has 2 billion users. Ironically, so does WhatsApp has 2 billion users. Uh, so it's like some of these are massive platforms. One of them is yeah. like the most popular operating system for, for the longest time. Now, I recognize Android is the most popular operating system in the world currently. But I, if you think of like over the course of time, I mean, Windows for the consumer has really been the driver on the PC, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. so it's like, there's that one that has this huge long lead to build up to the 2 billion-ish mark. Then you have uh, the mobile operating systems, which kind of run in there. But once again, it's it's something that it's a whole bunch of different manufacturers, price range difference for Android. You think of Facebook or WhatsApp; those are free, can go on any device. And so, when I think of like hitting the 1.8 billion active devices from a singular manufacturer who owns end to end everything, and traditionally is at a higher price point. That's incredibly impressive to me. Maybe even more impressive to probably. I would say definitely more impressive to me than like the two billion users of like Facebook, for instance. Um, well, yeah, the, 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 I just, it's just an incredible mark, in my opinion. Of course, one point eight million active devices for Apple. So I'll just say congrats to yeah. uh, to Mr. Cook, and I'll just say Mr. Jobs as well. He had he had a hand in it. So, yeah. Well, that's that's a quarter uh, of the planet. thing. Yeah, that's a quarter yeah. of the planet right there. That's crazy. Well, and. And it's one thing to get two billion. We're talking about this stuff like it's easy to do. <laughs> it's one thing to get two two billion people to use a piece of software. It's another thing to get two billion people to buy a physical device. Yep, and use That's it exactly right because there's so many more complexities. There's so many more uh, choices and all this kind of stuff. But um, user yeah, desires and what it is right thrown out. that that affects it. That is wild, though. It's just not that surprising when you say they're like a $3 trillion company or whatever it turns out to be. But yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a big number, nonetheless. I don't know if I would have guessed that. I think I would have guessed somewhere around a little over $1 billion, which I, it's funny to say that as if, like, that's a small accomplishment. But sure. I think I would have, I think I would have guessed, you know, 1.1, maybe 1.2. Because I remember them being at a billion devices relatively recently but that might mean that i think that might have been an iphone statistic and not like all of apple type of sure. device like iphone ipad heck maybe even ipods that still exist out there um you know the mac etc yeah so, anyways yeah, that is wild big that is numbers wild. quarter quarter of the planet Yes, but, I mean, in the Facebook numbers still just kind of blow me away in terms of the daily active users, monthly active users. I can't remember what it was, but it's it's literally like a third of the planet is on Facebook daily. And yeah, it's like, pretty wild. Uh, it's just crazy. 
It is but, um, absolutely <clears throat> insane to think of the reach. Right. That's Some sort of interaction there. with it, right? Either through Messenger or through Facebook Marketplace or uh, through Instagram or through whatever. So, uh, and I should say Meta, but yeah, uh, yeah, Meta. Well, I do know. <clears throat> I do know that Facebook slash Meta has, in some areas around the world, basically been like the ISP for a lot of people. I say that not necessarily that they're providing internet access, but they fund it. So it's like to access Facebook in a lot of in a lot of countries around the world where maybe internet access isn't overly ubiquitous. Yeah, is it's like I think it's free for them. I, I don't know the specifics, but I've heard through other you know, you know reportings around the internet that there's like free access to Facebook in areas, even when people don't have the internet. So basically Facebook fronts the bill for them. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting thing to like, you know, the links they've gone to, to get to their, you know, whatever their number of users is two, 3 billion at this point. But uh, I, I doubt Apple is funding iPhones for anyone, um, you know, around the world to try and get to this number. So it just seems like raw, raw cash that's going to them. Uh, I do want to move on to another one, though. You've heard of the Texas Governor Greg uh, Ebo, I think it's I think it's French. Yeah, I think um, the T is silent. Yeah. Yep. The 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 um, Mr. maybe Gregory. the first T is silent, which then makes the second T silent. I'm not sure. <laughs> turns to I think the second B is silent. It's the, the second, second B and the yeah, first and the first T and then the also the second T. T. <laughs> We're awesome. Um, he turns to Bitcoin miners to bolster the grid and his reelection. So it, for those of you who don't know, maybe our listeners external to the United States, I don't know how far this news made it. Last year, around this time, uh, those of us in Texas, which is your three show co-hosts, had very severe issues with power during a freeze that has never happened in this state before. And our, our grid runs independent of the rest of the country, and we had major problems with it. What's interesting is, is that Greg then sort of, we've reported on this before, he, he made Texas laws very favorable to crypto miners, I think around the time that like China was making them not favorable to crypto mm-hmm. miners. And so a lot of people and came here. And they relented, and Russia was it, doing the same, and yeah. Yep, exactly. And <clears throat> we talked how funny it was about how it's like, hey, we have some power problems here <laughs> and yeah. you're, you're bringing some people who might crunch a lot of it, but it turns out that uh, he's asking for, for help here. I'm trying to find some of the specific details here. Oh, yeah, here he, goes. he says Texas governor, Greg Abbott gathered dozens of cryptocurrency deal makers in Austin where they discussed an idea that on its face seemed almost upside down. Electricity hungry Bitcoin miners could shore up the state's power grid a top priority after a deep freeze last winter triggered blackouts to left hundreds dead. So he literally, literally turned to them, like got a meeting in place to discuss crypto miners <laughs> improving the grid. It, I, I, there's no explicit details of the ideas here, but the, the overarching idea on its face value just seems very odd to me. Um, I'm trying to, I, yeah, I'm trying to find that news. And then a, um, I don't remember reading this, but a tweet that he sent out in June of last year. Uh, it's happening. Texas will be the crypto leader. Cryptocurrency is now coming to Texas grocery stores. HEB is putting cryptocurrency kiosks into some Texas grocery stores. Hashtag cryptocurrency at HEB. And then there's an article attached to it. Hmm. Uh, I don't, we don't have out. an HEB here just yet. So I don't think I've seen that. 
Yeah, it's, so, it's all in one. South Texas. Yeah, we're getting some. What in the is North he Texas doing there. though? Mining could incentivize power production that stabilizes the Texas grid. So are they saying? Is he saying, "Hey, come mine here," and then he's saying, "Hey, uh, help us by building power plants of some type." I that think we what can it's, tap it's, into. No, I think it's this. There's, there's a. I mean, they just this article scares some details. Thanks, Bloomberg Green, but. It says we've got to make sure that if we're getting close to scarcity, meaning of power on the power grid, um, people aren't mining Bitcoins anymore. So I think it's a maybe an agreement during the colder months uh, to, I don't know, not mine if basically they get a, um, you know, a note from the governor or ERCOT or whoever it is that says, hey, Running low on power, turn it off for a little while or whatever it is. So maybe that's yeah. what it, maybe it's that extent, which I guess that makes some semblance uh, of sense. But it's the way it's phrased and the way they talked about bringing this meeting together is just kind of, uh, kind of silly. So I don't know. Yeah. Be, I found I the same. If anyone agreed, because it doesn't say whether or not right. there's like an agreement <laughs> to this plan. Yeah. So. I'm reading it on uh, decrypt.co. Uh, the governor is depending on Bitcoin miners to pause operations when ordered to do so particularly when energy demand surges. This approach would mimic that of Iran, which has imposed a winter-long ban on Bitcoin mining to prevent blackouts from plaguing the country further. Well, if I if Twitter is accurate and all Bitcoin operations are done by criminals, I doubt they're going to listen to anyone. <laughs> but well, look, like, farther down in the article, it says, according to the Texas Blockchain Council, there are at least 27 mining operations in the state. Bro, there's a mining operation a few feet from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's more than 27. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe 27, you know, that are taking in, you know, consuming like, you know, tons and tons of power. But yeah. Anyway. It's, you know, whatever. Be interesting to see if anyone listens. I'm hoping we don't run into it. We are supposed to have another freeze warning on, I think it's Wednesday when it can get down yeah, to like Wednesday five and Thursday. or nine degrees, something like that. So yeah, it's, that's not necessarily negative two, but uh, it's not a great outlook. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You, did you see the uh, the state um, senator introduces a bill in, in Arizona to make Bitcoin legal tender there? Oh, I didn't see that today, but I want to say I saw it a few days ago. Is it? Yeah, I dropped uh, it in the TBP community chat. Uh, I think okay, on like Friday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And if y'all want to join that, by the way, uh, t.me slash tech breakfast. Come hop in there. People around the globe are just dropping in tech news and chatting about it. It's pretty fun. It's cool. That's what's uh, happening all cool day, community. every day. Um, cool community. You know, that is an interesting. So we've talked about this before. Um, to me, all news is sort of good news as far as it relates to the speculation of Bitcoin. So I think in that, in that vein, it's, uh, it's good to see. I don't think that's going to see significant adoption anytime soon um, yeah. in Arizona, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe that's uh, maybe the, that the people were asking for it. You know, it was like sure. they, the Arizonans really needed Bitcoin to be legal tender in the state. So uh, here's my real question though. Is it illegal tender otherwise? Like <laughs> right? if you were a small business owner, could you not accept Bitcoin as payment? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a difference between, just being being something that you can trade versus uh, legal tender, right? Legal tender means that you have. If I go into a store, then they have to accept it, 
right? They can't just deny the cash or the oh, that's fair. or the Bitcoin. That's all it means. Yeah. No, that makes so sense. it would just it, it would make you have to have a way to accept it. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's all it is. Literally, I mean, just anybody that has, uh, I mean, they would have to be That's able to deal. say something I'm selling can be bought for X amount of Bitcoin and I then mean, have a have a wallet to transfer it to. So it, it's really as difficult as saying, well, it's actually not that simple, but it's as difficult really if you boil it down to just having a price per Bitcoin per, per item and then um, being able to accept it. Now, I mean, it's really tax laws and all kinds there. of crazy stuff after that. I mean, they have to be able to accept it. They have to be able to, say, refund it in the event yeah. that someone brings a product back. Uh, I mean, there's tax yeah. requirements. I mean, there's. I assume it. Yeah, hasn't I'm, gone I'm oversimplifying it when I say that, but through. yeah, there's. Yeah. If, they, if they have, if they can't refuse it, they have to be able to do all of the things that they do with USD. In my opinion, um, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's some requirement around it. So it's just an interesting. I just mean it from the perspective of it being. About. Being legal tender, right? How how would that affect the the buying experience, right? When you walk in, right? That's all I mean. So, yeah, I feel you. Okay. Uh, okay. There was some drama over the weekend, or maybe late last week, with uh, no. uh, Joseph Rogan. Okay, haven't heard of this guy. Um, he's a he's like a podcaster. I think he's three four slots behind us, so he's actually doing okay pretty well. Okay. Maybe um, we should have I'm him on. Gonna say, I'm not going to say he's a big deal, but he's definitely he's trending towards big deal territory. <laughs> right. Uh, he releases his podcast only on Spotify, which, if I'm honest, is a terrible strategy. It's, unlike us, we release it everywhere to all of our listeners. You can get anywhere you want to. Um, <laughs> well, so you got to, I mean, be fair there. It's not his strategy to only release it there. He was releasing it everywhere. Spotify said, I'll give you $100 million to just release it here. He said, oh, okay. I like that well, deal. Look, look. We <laughs> His strategy million. paid off. He was releasing we, it everywhere. You weren't a part of this conversation, but we were offered $200 million to only release it there. And Tyler and I turned it down. So just saying, okay. I don't think his strategy is sound. You know. Anyways, there are other people who basically – some. Neil Young started a whole thing where it was like, it's either him or me because of some stuff that was said on his podcast, I believe, around misinformation with vaccines, right? Same stuff you can find on Twitter every 15 seconds. But what was interesting to me is uh, other people started chiming into this. And one of them really kind of stuck out to me, which was actually another podcaster, uh, a woman who I've... I've never listened to her podcast, but she has a book. I've heard her speak in, uh, in person. She's phenomenal. And her name is Brene Brown. Do you know this person? Yes, I do. One yeah. of my coworkers uh, was telling me about her the other day. Yeah, so she's she's awesome. She is. Yeah. Um, she has this this sort of uh, she has this con- this talk track on leadership around vulnerability and, and being vulnerable. And, and I've I've leveraged her material in talking about uh, building your brand, which is a session that I do at SHI for our uh, for our engineering group. And it's all, it's, it's very powerful, but I think that, you know, it's very on brand for her. This stuck out to me mostly because not because there was a whole bunch of other people that were coming, just that she, she's not going to release any new episodes of her Spotify exclusive podcast until further notice, which to me is almost a bigger, you know, thing than some of these these other artists that have said that they they didn't want to be on the platform anymore, right? Sure. Because one, those other artists are 
in other places for sure. Neil Young, you can get his music from plenty of places besides Spotify. But Brene Brown has an exclusive podcast deal, just like Joe Rogan, in order to, you know, in order to run part of her business, which to me is is pretty fascinating that she's choosing not to. Uh, but she didn't say why. Anything. Well, this could just be. This could be. Uh, you know. Serendipitous timing, I guess, but she just <laughs> said all, all she said was until further notice, I'm not going to be releasing any more podcasts. Basically, yeah. So she tweeted out and said, I will not be releasing any podcasts until further notice to our Unlocking Us and Dare to Lead communities. Those are her books. I've only read mm-hmm. one of them. I'm, I actually am assuming Unlocking Us is another one of her books. Uh, I'm sorry, and I'll let you know uh, if and when that changes. Uh, maybe Unlocking Us is actually a podcast. Uh, stay, stay awkward, brave, and kind is her, uh, her words. And it's, you know, it's fairly, it's, it reached a fairly decent amount of people. It's like almost 46,000 likes on it. Oh, wow. So yeah. So she's, she's not a small deal by yeah. any means. So it's just an interesting thing. Now, granted, now there's been some changes that happened <clears throat> with, uh, Spotify. They did not remove Joe Rogan, by the way. Um, they, they were going to remove, I guess, Neil Young. And I think that it was an interesting thing to me. I even said in the TBP community, uh, which you, you advertised for us earlier, that it was sort of ridiculous to be like, I don't know what anyone expected. Like, there was no scenario where they were going to get rid of Joe Rogan off of Spotify. Well, there's, there's still no yeah. scenario where that's and, going to And Neil asked, Neil asked to be removed. Yep. Like, there's did. so much that I was reading that was like, whatever I mean, people are so heated about this on on social media it's it's just it's crazy <laughs> um but he asked to be removed i don't know right i don't know he said, I he mean, how, said, how do you can you imagine a world where like just one person threatens to remove the work of another person for just any random reason right and then like does everyone just expect that to happen every single time that happens that's you know so what I mean? Like there's an this. agreement. There's like a legal agreement between Rogan and Spotify. And Neil right. said, "Hey, you need to break that agreement and remove him, and like just you know, I guess destroy that part of your business." Right. I mean, how is Spotify supposed to react? And then I they mean, did react over this weekend. So I mean, after the Neil Young piece, but yeah, they said, "Hey, look, we're just going to put some disclaimers here." And then even Rogan came out and he posted something to his Instagram. I saw in the in the news this morning, just saying, "Hey, look, you know, I'm for that. I'm absolutely for that. You know, put put these uh, put these alerts, put these notices at the beginning of the podcast, especially the ones where we talk about this type of stuff." Yep. And he said, and "Honestly, I would I would love, and I can do better at bringing on other people that uh, you know have counterpoints to whoever it is I'm talking to immediately after." And, and insane as you to me, his podcast. Yeah, but that's the thing is, so many people. I mean, Joe Rogan's podcast is Joe Rogan's podcast. He functionally plays a character on it, and it's just amazing to me that that people thought that anything more than this would happen, or that they're more upset by things not happening. And I just that was I. That's why I said this in TBP community. I was like, you know, when I first saw this, I honestly I just scrolled past it yeah. because. In my mind, I was like, okay, this is this but, is literally nothing. But there's um, a giant – yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's literally nothing. But there's a giant cancel Spotify movement going on right now. Oh, it, like, dude. What? Is cancel that an overreaction? For a song from like the late 90s and early 2000s. Or actually, that's not true. They tried to cancel Eminem over a song from, uh, a song from like – I think it was like 2007. 
And they're like, yeah. his words weren't nice. It's like, oh my gosh, did you hear any of his songs before that? Like, this is <laughs> no, this is his, one. You none pick. of his songs are nice. <laughs> yeah. like, if you want to talk about the the person in the world who cares very little about Twitter trying to cancel him, it's him yeah. and him. So I just, it's just oh, funny to me that, that people will get, yeah, and Joe Rogan, exactly. It's just yeah. a funny thing to me that things that people get up in arms about. So anyways, none of it stuck out to me. It did stick out to me about Brene Brown because I felt like she was sticking her hand up to bring, you know, some awareness to this whenever she has a little bit more skin in the game as a exclusive podcast with Spotify as well. Sure. Um, so that was just kind of an interesting thing. I also thought because she she talks about leadership and vulnerability and stuff like that, I thought it was very on brand. So I was going to yeah. applaud Brittany Brown because I felt like if anyone was trying to make a little bit more of a power move, I felt like she I, th- I felt like hers had more weight necessarily. Right. Her, well, and she didn't she didn't give an ultimatum. Like the what she did was very mature. It seems like to me, right? She didn't give an ultimatum to Spotify. She didn't force something onto Spotify. She just said, "Hey, personal decision." I'm not going to release any more podcasts until further notice, right? She's going to look at the situation. She's going to figure out what's best for her and what she's going to do. She didn't make a threat against a corporation and against somebody else's business, you know, know, (laughs) against somebody else's uh, publishing leadership. Against somebody else's publishing. What what were you saying about leadership? I was just just saying that it's a masterclass in leadership. Yeah, it absolutely shows. Yeah, that's right. Agreed, hundred percent. But I mean, to me, dude, it's like it's so way too blown out of the water. I mean, this is just it's ridiculous. So, um, I so we have. I'm, I'm going to do one more thing before we we got to go. I'm once again eleven minutes past when I needed Ooh, to end this. Yeah, shut it down. Um, shut it down. I want to do one more thing though. Okay. How many dollars do you believe Americans lost in 2021 from social media? fraud and i'm just going to give you a hint so that you don't go crazy numbers because that's sort of the way you want to go it's still a crazy number it's in the millions it's not in the billions oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was definitely not going to guess billions i'm gonna say the number 350 million keeps coming to mind yeah just rolling with it i'm gonna say that one if you doubled that you would be in some vague vicinity of where the actual number is, which is $770 million okay. from social media fraud. You know what this reminds me yeah, of? Social media like, fraud. Wow. Just social media fraud. This, this reminds me of someone tweets about crypto. They then receive a DM that says, yes. hey, you know, if you send me your recovery code, I can make sure that your crypto is in the right spot for secure purposes. Sure. Is that what they do? Just, I've never yes. talked to those people. That I'm just a, now, like instant block thing. and report. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I didn't know what the, what the next step was there. Yeah. And people okay. just like, they're like, yeah, that seems fine. Here you go. Here's the only thing that I need to protect for my crypto. And yeah. here it is for you. And they take and, all of it. And they take all is of it. Is it that easy? It is. is it that easy, yeah. really? I just DM people and I ask for the recovery phrase and I get it. Yeah, I mean, if you DM me, I'll probably just give it to you. You know, and I just say I'm here uh, from the government to protect you, <laughs> or from whatever <laughs> you know, Aaron's computer security door. I'm here from Inatech. There you go. Yeah. You're, you're from Inatech. So it's it's just a, it's just crazy because there's um, it top fraud reported as originating on social media in 2021, and it has investment scams romance scams um, which are the second biggest um reported losses by the way online shopping and then other frauds is just sort of a category so investment scams accounted for 
37% of reported loss. And then the number of reports, though, was 18%. So it's like disproportionately um, big. The, the number of reports they... of the types of scams is online yeah. shopping by far. It's like 45%. It's almost half. How do they know? How do they even come close to, to picking this number, though? That's about me million? Yes. How do they get there? Well, this is from like... the FTC. Um, and they they have this is this is the dollars reported to them on the. Scale. Oh, okay. So it's a much bigger yeah. number then. If it's just dollars reported to them, They're correct. It's a yeah. This is only what they've captured based on people voluntarily reporting yeah. their idiocy. Yeah, because I mean, you see the stuff like we voluntarily <laughs> reporting the idiocy. You, I mean, you see the stuff like saying. what happened with Twitter when when uh, all those massive accounts got taken over, and then you had people like Elon. And President Obama saying, hey, I'm doing a crypto giveaway or whatever, you know, send right. one ETH to this address and I'll send you six ETH back or something. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just never happens. It's just, you know, look, it can happen to probably anyone. And there's definitely some sophisticated ways of, of, of doing it. But what I can tell everyone listening to this show, and you probably don't even need to hear it, but most of the time, any form of hacking or something that goes on in the news that you hear about is usually a little less sophisticated and it usually has something to do with inappropriate action by an end user, whether that's yourself or anyone else. Just just know that most people are going to try and get you to just give them things before they're going to go straight hackers from like 1998 or whatever year that movie was made and start literally floating around your system like Tron and then extracting things like a bank heist. That's yeah. just not usually what happens. So anyways, it's happening to uh, the tune of almost a billion dollars. And I'm honestly going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this number, like other businesses, is probably going to grow in 2022. So I'm going to call my shot now and say it's going to reach a billion dollars this year. Bullish. He's bullish on I'm social bullish media on scams. It. Yeah, I am. Hey, one last thing. Sorry, before you shut it down. Um, did you see the final release date? Hopefully, cross your fingers on Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I didn't know they had said something again, but can I guess, is it going to be June 27th? No, it's going to be May 27th. Ooh, I got a 27th. Um, okay. So yeah. I don't think that's actually changed. Um, that's oh, been okay. May 27th for a little bit now. Okay. Um, but yes, I did. I did see that. Um, my fingers are crossed. Uh, I will be there. Oh. And uh, I have actually seen a movie recently in a movie theater, which is the first oh. time in two years. I've actually nice. seen two. Lindsay and I went one night and then we took Kate to her very first movie this past weekend. So I'll sing too. And she did very well. Nice. So, That's the Friday yeah. before Memorial Day this year. And it's also my wife's, uh, my wife and I, I almost said my wife's, uh, it's, well, it's also, it is her wedding anniversary, but it's also my wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be so confused. But the funny thing about it is, well, so, and, and they did it before the, um, the, the Bengals, they announced the, the date or whatever, or I guess reminded us of the date before the Bengals Chiefs game. Did you see that the Tom Cruise intro? Oh, I didn't. Like know. A, I actually didn't. See it was like a two and a half minute thing. Full. Oh, okay. It was a really cool video right before the first game, where Tom Cruise introduces both teams and he's comparing the game of football to you know being a fighter pilot and all this kind of. It's it's a really cool video, but no, I'll, um, I'll go check it out. Yeah, it's um, gonna be awesome. By the way, we, the reason why yeah. I guess June twenty seventh is because that is mine and my wife's wedding anniversary. Ah, there you go. But did you play the Top Gun soundtrack um, at your wedding? <clears throat> um, first off, yes, we did. I did. <laughs> what? Um, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Straight. Not. It wasn't like an entrance song or anything. But it, yeah, you you you're aware that Top Gun is like my yes, favorite movie of all yeah. time. 
Yes. And it's not close. And so, dude, last night. Okay, so let me give you an indication. I played the Top Gun Anthem yesterday. We were cleaning up our garage, <laughs> which is being epoxied. It, so I played the Top Gun Anthem yesterday, and I didn't even see this whole entrance from you know, yeah. Tom Cruise or anything. So I had nothing to provoke me to do this. We were cleaning out our garage because it's being epoxied today. And it literally just started blaring from a random playlist on my phone nice. while we were and I, I mean, I didn't think anything of it, but my neighbor walked over and he goes, is that the Top Gun anthem? And I was like, you're damn straight it is. He was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Dude, so well, right after Joanne and I were introduced as a couple, we launched into the Top Gun anthem. And then if you were still standing in the church whenever uh, that ended, it immediately went to take my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Y'all should get remarried and do it again uh, so I can be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Shut it down. Okay. Oh, that definitely yeah. does it because I definitely have to go, which means we have to go. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. You should join the TBP community at what link, Aaron? T.me slash tech breakfast. Boom. Nailed it. This is this is on Telegram for anyone who's curious where, Correct. where you're going to land. Uh, but until next time, we'll catch you later. Make sure to tell your friends about us. Peace. Adios.